Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. I'm your host, Jorge Salazar. A couple of years ago, I was talking to a very nice young man in Cuba, one of those young guys who like to contrast ideas and ask you all sorts of questions, not because they actually have doubts, but because they want to sound very deep and try to leave people speechless with the complexity of their questions. You know, the kind of person who talks about things they don't quite understand, but want to make it clear that they understand them better than you. Like the one who said, I only know that I know nothing, I only know that nothing I do know, but if someone knows less than me, that can always be you. Well, after I answered him about five different questions, he interrupted me in the middle of the conversation and said, well, let's see, doctor, tell me, who am I? Because of the abruptness of his interruption and the look on his face of, finally, with this one, I'm going to get this little doctor, I immediately knew it was a trap. I answered him, Alfredo, do you want me to tell you who you are? He answered, yes, tell me who I am. I took a deep breath and asked him, who are you, Alfredo? No, 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 you tell me. I don't know, you tell me, he insisted. So I told him, well, Alfredo, if you don't know who you are and you are presumably you, then how do you want me to know who you are if I just met you? Of course, he was waiting for me to fall in the old trick, you are Alfredo, so that he could answer back, oh, no, I ask you who I am, not what's my name. Or if I said, well, you're a Cuban, he would then reply, no, I ask you who I am, not where I'm from, etc. But well, it is such an old one that I already knew it and I was familiar with it. But what happened to Alfredo made me think about what always happens with Jesus, with Christ, with our Savior. Everyone has a concept about Jesus that suits them better or that they want to have. If you talk to a Muslim, he will tell you that Jesus was a prophet, but that Muhammad is the greatest of all prophets. Or if you talk to that kind of person who doesn't know what they believe, but it's completely influenced by the New Age, he will tell you that Christ was a man who used a higher percentage of the brain capacity than the rest of human beings, and he reached higher levels of serenity and self-knowledge. If you talk to a Buddhist, he will tell you that Jesus was an enlightened man who attained enlightenment through denial of self and detachment from selfishness. If you talk to a Jehovah Witness, he will tell you that he is the Son of God, but not as Christians understand it, because he is not the Almighty God for them, but a man who by his works became like God, that is to say, a God. You see, each person has its own concept of Jesus. I have heard some people talk about Jesus as if he was their peer or pal. The other day a man said, Oh, it's just that JC and I get along so well. Wow. For others, he is the friendly face of God, because Yehovah, or Yahweh, the one who rains fire and brimstone on cities is less accessible. But Jesus, oh, he's a nice guy. The question I hope we can answer this morning as we study Colossians is found in verse 15. Speaking of Jesus, we are told that He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. This is an awesome thing. It's very important because throughout the entire history of the Bible, since the time of the patriarchs, it was known that no one can see God face to face and still be alive. As a matter of fact, near the end of the book of Exodus in chapter 33, Moses is talking to God and begs God to let him see him, to show him his glory. And God tells him plainly in verse 20, 
You cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live. Somehow, the holiness of God is something so awesome, so incredible, so beyond our comprehension and dignity as creatures, that the mere act of looking at God would end us. We would be struck down, but not only us, also the angels. For instance, we see this in Isaiah 6. Isaiah was in the temple worshiping God when suddenly he has a vision of the throne of God. He says it was a high and sublime throne. But look what he says about the angelic creatures that were in the presence of the Lord. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings, with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. These heavenly creatures need six wings to be able to stand in the presence of God, covering their faces, covering their feet before the holiness of God. And if you read on, these are the same creatures that loudly declare, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of your glory. Isaiah says that the foundations of the threshold shook, and he said, Woe is me, for I am lost. Why? Because he knew he was an unclean man, and he says, For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Of course, that was a vision. But if you read the Bible, you will see that whenever any of the people have a vision of heavenly things, their first impulse is to say, I'm dead now. Because no one can see God and still be alive. That is why God revealed himself through his prophets, through signs, miracles, and wonders. The people themselves, in terror of God's holiness, asked God not to speak to them directly, but rather to speak to them through Moses for fear of their lives. So, God revealed himself through signs, miracles, the prophecies that we read in the Bible, until when? Well, until he decided to reveal himself completely in Jesus Christ. Listen to what the author of Hebrews says. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature, and He upholds the universe by the word of His power. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. This is what the Apostle John explained to us when he wrote, No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, He has made Him known. That is why the Lord Jesus in His own words said, Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. This does not mean that Jesus is the Father. Jesus is the Son, and the Son is not the Father, nor is He the Spirit, but the Son. The Father is the Father, He is not the Son or the Spirit, and the Spirit is neither of the other two. But the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Spirit is God. That is the wonder of the Trinity. The interesting thing about this is that God, who is one God in three persons, far more complex than our finite human minds can comprehend, this God has willed to make Himself known and gives us His Son, in Jesus, the image of the invisible God. What is more, Colossians 2.9 says that, For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. But what does all this mean then? All this means that Jesus is more than an enlightened one. 
He is more than a superhuman. He is more than a super prophet. Jesus is God. All the fullness of God dwells in Christ Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God and the one who sustains all things. Jesus is the Almighty God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want to support our ministry and the training of pastors and leaders in persecuted countries, visit worldserve.ca and donate to WorldServe Bible College. You may contact Dr. Jorge Salazar by email, digging deeper at jorgesalazar.ca.